Baines Plus One. You're listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, the show where each week I have one notable guest and delve into their lives like a hand delving into some gloves. This podcast is sponsored by Penguin in the Room, award-winning marketing for the arts. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com for more info. This week I had brilliant comedian Matthew Crosby. We chatted comedy, sketch groups and lots of strange ideas for sitcoms. Enjoy. It's time for Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines. Baines Plus One. Good afternoon. It is Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. You're listening to Hoxton Radio. It's just coming up for half past 12. My special guest is here. It's Matthew Crosby. Hello. How are you doing? Here he is. Are you incredibly cold, Matthew Crosby? I am incredibly cold. It's, it's, it <laughs> makes a real change after the last couple of days to uh, to remember what this feels like. It's freezing. Basically, what we've done at Hoxton Radio is we've tried to keep people really chilled. And so we've put the air conditioning on really, really high. Well, this is an old technique that uh, David Letterman used. He would keep his studios very cold so that the audience were there sort of... Awake. Very immediate, very, very awake, very alert. Um, so I guess that's what you've done for me because yeah. I've been known to nod off mid-interview. Have you? So I've got. I heard that. I've got sort of selective narcolepsy. So uh, yeah. So There's radio rumours. This is like, oh, yeah. Quick, stick the air conditioning on. So it is kind of the Arctic in the studio. We're it wearing really is. clothes. Well, I, I brought this uh, hoodie out with me. I've had it with me for the last three days. I've been carrying it around in my rucksack, thinking, why am I carrying this around? I don't need to carry it around. It's boiling. This is the reason. <laughs> Because if you're listening, uh, obviously we're live on Hoxton Radio. If you're listening on the podcast, it's a heat wave. It's a massive heat wave for the last sort of four days. It's been amazing. So sweaty and hot. I think I tweeted that I was sweaty with excitement that you were coming in. You did. How yeah, do you feel yeah. about that? I feel great. <laughs> I, any any messages I get about people sweating via Twitter, Moist. I'm always happy. Always happy with that. Um, now let me introduce you properly, Please so do. everyone can understand how brilliant you are. Matthew Crosby is best known as one third of the award-winning sketch team. Peas, with whom he was nominated for the If Comedy Award, which is formerly the Perrier. Right. He's done a number of TV and radio appearances, won a Chortle Award and performed a series of critically acclaimed sold-out shows across the world and he's Britain's number one glamour model, according to Twitter. That's right. That's a, that's a rumour I'm trying to start myself. Is it? You, the great thing about your Twitter bio is they, they, don't, they don't fact check it. They don't fact check it. You can put whatever you like. So uh, have you got a blue tick though? No, I haven't. Do you think they fact check it when you get a blue tick? I wonder if that's what's (laughs) holding me back. The fact that they're going, this isn't uh, Linda Lusardi. I've Wikipedia'd him. I've checked this out. I can't find any topless photos. Oh, you'll find plenty of topless photos, just not on Wikipedia. I was going to say we could make that happen right here, right now. Not until you turn (laughs) at least some, at least at least open the windows and let some more heat in, because we, I'm not taking my honesty. You you don't want to see. I'm pointing in all kinds of directions nipple wise yeah shriveled well no, shriveled I, I think is... a nice a nice strong cold nipple is normally better than a hot one actually that's true actually if it's you know that the, the, they increase in size in the heat so yeah. they sort of spread across the chest oh, and you don't, you don't want, you don't want <laughs> I've that got some weird images of your got some weird Im- hot nipples I don't, sort of, I don't mean they, they migrate I just mean <laughs> that they sort of get larger and what you really want is a not like the perfect nipple nice small nipple is it? I think so. Is that not? Is well, that we're not? We're starting the... a nipple debate. If you have any thoughts about nipples, should we do a Twitter poll? Hashtag free the nipple. I don't know. Are you uh, allowed to put nipples on Twitter? I know no, you're not we'll on Instagram. We'll just say big nip. We'll do a poll, and it'll be like big, big, big nipple, nips, or big nips small or small nips. nips. Yeah. Should we do it? Sure. Because you can, of course, tweet us throughout the show at Samantha Baines, B A I N E S, and at Hoxton Radio as well. And you have one, don't you? I do. I have uh, at Matthew Crosby. There That's you what go. I've gone for. Tweet us all. And I will, yeah, I'll retweet that uh, that poll and see how it goes. <laughs> We're actually going to start. Why not? A nipple. Let's find Twitter. out. Let's do it. Let's find out. I'm, I'm doing it now. Producer Kate is. She's just come in with tea. We're starting a. We're starting a nipple poll on Twitter happening anyway Matthew Crosby how's your week been it's been absolutely wonderful yeah Apart I've been recovering for well the, the nipples aside um, <laughs> which they will you do in the can't put them to one you, side. They, 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 they put themselves to one side of their own volition uh, no I've, I've had a lovely week I've been recovering from the Latitude Festival which I was performing at on Friday night with Pappies lovely um, always good fun the Latitude Festival there was I've, lots of comedians there my yeah. timeline on Facebook was full of 
latitude photos of, from comedians. It's really, really fun, and it's it's sort of the it's sort of the last big blowout before the Edinburgh Festival. So all the comedians <laughs> get together, and uh, you know we, we we drink too much and we dance and uh, you know make fools of ourselves. Yeah. But increasingly, I've been doing it for eleven years now, so I'm not the young man I was when I first started going in my mid twenties. Oh, so now, latitude! Let me tell you, I can tell you about the good old days of latitude. <laughs> I remember when it was all fields. I mean, technically, it's still all fields, but uh, but yeah, I I now it's takes me about four or five days to recover so this is the wow. first day my, uh, my wife and I woke up this morning we were both convinced we were were dying of cold but I think we're still just on a on a massive hangover we've had for the last four days but um, that's the is price you nice? pay for aging is it nice doing comedy at last year because I've always kind of avoided doing stand-up at festivals actually I've been to them as a visitor but I have heard and seen many horrible comedy it's a very it's a very twee very lovely festival uh, th- th- their slogan for a few years was it's more than a music festival because there's a theatre tent yeah. and there's a cabaret tent so there are other places to perform that isn't just the comedy tent um, and we managed by some sort of weird clerical error about seven or eight years ago to always get booked in the literary arena so basically That's it'll lovely. be like yeah so it'll be like Catelyn Moran talking about her book and then we come out and <laughs> take our shirts off uh, so it's uh, Nipplegate exactly yeah um, so so which is actually lovely because um, people don't aren't there to you know they're not there to, to heckle or it's, it's just a, yeah. it's, they're actually there to see whatever the shows are so it's, it, we always have a lovely time it's, I'd it's love to do festival. the literary tent actually I went once and I got chicken pox at the Latitude Festival yeah Really? How did you manage to get that? I have no idea. Well, the great thing about that is just have your face painted like a lion. No one knows you've got chicken box. Still go out and still go out on the pool. Still go out drinking. Scratchy lion. (laughs) Yeah, just a scratchy lion. Yeah. Okay. That's my character. Top tips from Matthew Crosby. We'll be back with more after this. Baines Plus One. It is Baines Plus One on Hoxton Radio with the brilliant Matthew Crosby. Hello. We've been having great chats. We, we have actually, yeah. I was like, oh, the song's ended. We have to stop. Chatting. I thought we were on. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> we can chat more. We can the chat radio. more. Fantastic. Um, now it's time for the quick fire round. Okay. Have you ever been in a quick fire situation previously? I have. I've hosted a quick fire round. <gasps> so the tables have, have turned because I host a quick fire. Well, I host a podcast, Flat Share Slam Down, yes. and the uh, yeah, the last round is a quick fire round, as is tradition. What I like is your first round is a quickfire round. <laughs> you flip things on its head. Get them straight in. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I like to alarm my guests as soon as they arrive. Well, mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tips for hosting a quickfire round? Is there anything I should be doing? Well, the, the key thing is not to also read the answers, which I often end up doing. <laughs> just re- it's not a run-on sentence. It, at the end of the question mark, you stop and wait for them to give the next bit. Okay. I just love to talk. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, should, you should just do your own quick fire round. Do my own quick fire round where I've written the questions and the answers yeah. and I read them both out. It's a separate podcast. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure the, the world is crying out for it. Yeah, quick fire rounds, Matthew Crosby. I'd listen. Thank you. Okay, so here's my quick fire round. Okay. What I do is I tend to do intense eyes at you to alarm you okay, into right. quick answers. Be ready. Yes. Matthew Crosby, it's your quick fire round. <laughs> Tea or coffee? Coffee. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Cats or dogs? Oh, tough one. Dogs. Lots of trains going past. Sketch or stand-up? Comedy. No, you have to pick one. Sketch or stand-up? Okay. Sketch. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Edinburgh or London? London. BBC or Channel 4? Oh, which bridge do I feel (laughs) the most comfortable burning? (laughs) Um, I've got to say BBC. Car or train? Train. Writing or comedy? Writing. Pen or pencil? Ooh, pen. Half empty or half full? Half full. TV or radio? TV. I can't believe you said that when you're on the radio. I know, terrible. Ketchup in the cupboard or in the fridge? Oh, I, in the fridge, but I don't ever use it. <sighs> adventurous or cautious? Uh, I'd say adventurous. Jaffa cakes, cakes or biscuits? Oh, Jaffa cakes are cakes. <laughs> Pokemon Go or Pokemon No? Um... I, 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 I've not played it, but it feels like the sort of thing I would play, so I'm going to say Pokemon Go. Yay! You passed. I mean, there's no wrong answers. There's no wrong answers when you're giving your own opinion. Although I like that you explained most of them. I, we could follow that's your... That's the problem, so I had to give, I had to give logical <laughs> reasons behind them. Um, You've not played Pokemon Go? 
No, I've um, I Come have on. I have not played it. Are, are there any Pokemon's hiding around here? Yes. Is there a Squirtle? I'm obsessed. Sitting on the back of the chair with Pokemon Go. You know, Russell Kane has done this video, like talking about it being really annoying. He does those caning videos. Oh yeah, yeah. He's done one on Pokemon Go, and I genuinely feel motivated to do a reply about how amazing do a response it is. Video. You should. <laughs> I love it. Well, the thing is, I have got no problem. I, my, one of my massive bugbears is whenever the X Factor is on the television or the World Cup is on, all the people who don't like it take to Twitter and Facebook to complain about it. Yeah. No, don't complain about somebody's passion. If someone loves a thing, let them love that thing within reason you know I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna I don't want to give way to far right groups but uh, something like Pokemon Go is just uh, it's a bit of harmless fun and also yeah. as well it's getting people up and moving it's isn't it it's getting people out of the house like loads of gamers have sat in the dark for centuries exactly they're really old they're, they're using the thigh muscles that they hadn't used before I know you have to walk 10 kilometres to hatch one of the eggs well there we go people ten, be like 10 kilometres I've never even heard of that before so how come, you know, the people who play Pokemon Go are desperately uncool and the people who go rambling are cool? Doesn't make sense, does it? Exactly. Flip that. We can go rambling and catch Pokemon. We can, exactly. We, we, we can double up. Rambly Pokemon. Okay. So um, you have some more questions now, but you have a bit more time to answer them. Okay, that sounds so good. So calm, calm down if things fine. I'm very Did calm. you like my intense eyes? <laughs> are you? That was very good. We... It was basically a sort of blinking competition, wasn't it? It was one of those... Yeah, it was very... Ketchup in the cupboard or in the fridge. It's a good question. I really... I very, very rarely use ketchup. Why? Uh, I'm more of a sort of... I'm more of a... If I'm, you know, if I'm going to put a tomato-y type thing in, it's going to be a passata or a puree or a pesto. Something like that. I'm not a ketchup-y kind of person. Well, I've stopped eating meat for the last year, so I don't have burgers or uh, hot dogs or anything like that. And those would be my usual ketchup-y... Things. Oh, have I've stopped eating meat as of Monday. As of Monday. You went meat-free Monday and then thought, this went all right. I'll do the rest of the week. Yeah, well, I thought I'd try it for a week and see if I feel any better. What's your caveat? Because I'm still eating fish. Yes, I am. See, which upsets real veggies. Because oh. it's not, you're not well, doing it properly. We're pescatarians. Pescatarians, yeah, Sorry, pescatarians. Pescata- That's I, what I'm trying to trying to do. I think it's all, it's all a step in the right direction, isn't it? I think it's going to be hard in Edinburgh, though. Yeah, there's so many good meats. Well, one of my <laughs> one of my treats when I was uh, when I'm usually up at the Edinburgh Festival, one of my treats is the is the deep fried haggis. Yeah, oh, so good the battered haggis. I oh, prefer my. a battered Mars bar personally. Well, luckily, no meat in there. You're, that is a veggie <laughs> treat for you. I mean, if you if you eat that instead of your normal healthy chicken sandwich, then you'll probably die. But you know, at least you'll die ethically. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, more top tips. <laughs> yes, that's right. Right, so um, you have a bit more time with these questions. What Thank is your you. biggest guilty pleasure? Do you want to sip your coffee? Ooh, Go on. I'll have a sip of the coffee you, while I think about lifting it. it. I keep lifting it, but uh, just seeing it if it's... Mouth. Is it is it nice? Oh, lovely little slurp there. A little bit of, um, little bit of foley work there for you. <laughs> Does this own sound I'm effect. Do my own sound effects. What's my biggest guilty pleasure? Yes. The, the thing is, I'm I, again. It's a bit like the, the the Pokemon Go thing. I think if something gives you pleasure, you probably shouldn't feel that feel that guilty about oh, it. Okay. Like I'm um I'm a big fan of music that's not des- desperately cool. Like I love Steely Dan. I think okay. that's sort of my I you know I like music that's quite cheesy, you know. <laughs> and I think Steely Dan kind of falls into that category. So do you dance around in your living room? I do. I do. My, there Topless was one, with your nipples. Well, I, da- I dance around. In the, I, I, put the, I put it on in the shower. I pop it on on Spotify and pop the phone yes. off over by the window. And the window acts as a sort of amplifier <laughs> if I press the phone up against the window. Um, Fun for your neighbours. It's, well, it's a frosted window. Don't you worry about that. But I was listening to that the other day and my wife was like knocking on the shower going, what are you doing in there? Are you having... She used the phrase, are you having a psychedelic wig out? Because uh, I was listening to some uh, steely, steely Dan jams and uh, enjoying myself. But yeah, no guilt. I just imagined you shampooing your wig along <laughs> <laughs> to Steely Dan. How dare you? This, is, this hair is model's own. It's wonderful. Thank you. It's getting trimmed tomorrow, courtesy of Willie Smart's Crystal Palace. Yay! Can't wait. <laughs> it doesn't need a trim, it's luscious. Oh, really? I'll cancel the appointment now. I've got a lot you of do. work on. Um, most recent lie you've told? Oh, I like this one. Do you know what? A lie I tell quite a lot, which is a sort of backpedalling thing, where I will say something, like, my temple will get the better of me, and then I will t- pretend like I was joking. 
Like I'm a big fan of going. Oh, come on! You could, you know, I don't genuinely mean the horrible, mean-spirited thing I just said to you. Okay. Uh, I've, I was, that was just a joke. People, but it wasn't. No, you meant it. Yeah, I try, I try and rewrite history, like, but very recent history, all the time. <laughs> that's my. That's, I didn't really say that. I didn't really. Say, I mean, you misheard the intonation. So this follows on quite well. What makes you angry? Uh, what makes me angry? I, I tell you what makes me angry, selfishness is something Ooh, that really okay. makes me angry. I feel like it's a really increasing trend. I think it's part of the reason, not wishing to get too political, I think it's part of the reason why the referendum went the way it did, because people don't really think outside of their own kind of uh, front garden. And people think, well, if this is fine for me, then that's it's all fine that matters, really. Yeah. yeah. They really care. Like, I'll tell you a good example of this. Yeah. Was uh, we were at Latitude and there were it was at, uh, at Button Down Disco and they had giant balloons like enormous kind of you know t- I don't know five foot balloons that they were sort of throwing over the crowd and the crowd were sort of punching them back into the air and if one landed on your head you bopped it in the air and it went over to the next person but there was a group of people who every time it landed on them they would grab the balloon and just run off with it to play with it with their with their friends so they'd just be like two people passing it between the two of them and you think no. <laughs> that is not how society works. Sounds like play- a playground. It is go. like a playground, but these people are in their 20s or 30s. Mummy, he ran off with the balloon. Yes, but it's important <laughs> that we do get angry about these things because people are running off with bigger things than balloons. Okay. What makes you angry? Balloons. Balloons. <laughs> Balloon gaming. People nicking my balloon. I'm 36. Uh, we'll be back with an uh, interview proper. Because this hasn't been proper. This has just been a knock around, isn't it? Um, we'll be back chatting about comedy Can't with Matthew Crosby. Baines Plus One. Now, Matthew Crosby, it's time for interview proper on Baines Plus One. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> He's ready. What kind of eyes do you do for interview proper? Just like wide, like, oh, tell me. Oh, curious. Okay, sort of wide, inquisitive, curious yeah, eyes. Like a okay. Pokemon. Great. Catch me. <laughs> Those are the eyes I'm giving you. <laughs> Oh, that actually links quite well to a news story we're going to be talking about later. I anyway, can't wait. I've written my poem on it. So, comedy. You were originally a teacher, weren't you? I was, yeah. Is it, do you think it's weird? So many comedians were teachers to begin with. I think, yeah. I mean, there's sort of transferable skills in that you have to kind of keep a room full of people's attention. Yeah. Sometimes people who absolutely don't want to be there, you have to keep their attention <laughs> for an hour. Yeah, yeah, who heckle constantly. <laughs> And you're like, no, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> Honestly, this is all for you guys. I don't know why you're not paying attention. Um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, I think if you're... Uh, I, there were lots of teachers who were frustrated performers. Lots and lots of teachers mm. who, you know, they got all their kind of extrovert nature out in front of the kids, I think. Um, <laughs> that so, sounds... No, no, no. In a kind of, you know, in a BBC kind of... investigation. Not, no, in a kind of overexcitable <laughs> drama teacher kind of yeah. way rather than anything else. Performing because um, we know, had Shazia Mirza on the show a few weeks ago, and obviously she was a teacher. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. There's been loads. Uh, obviously Frank Skinner and uh, Greg Davies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's lots of lots of other people who used to, used to teach. So how did the comedy thing come about? Well, comedy is something I always wanted to do, but it's like a lot of people who want to do comedy. It's not, there's no sort of clear, obvious route of how to do it. I just sort of thought, well, I'll, I'll move to London, and then I guess. Comedy will come knocking, and they'll yep. they'll ask me to become a you know a, a panelist. On they think it's all over. Wouldn't and that be great? Knock knock. knock. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Matthew. Uh, if we've heard you uh, find yourself very funny, do you want to see if the rest of the country does? Um, but so that was that was kind of that was kind of it. So I I took on a job. I had a fallback, which I think is quite. I mean, there's, there's two sides, isn't there? Either having a fallback means you don't work so hard in your sort of plan A because you've mm. always got a plan B, or it means that you're able to do plan A for longer because you don't quit because the other, you know, thing. the other thing's kind of giving you a little bit of when I was supply teaching I could you know if I wanted to I could work and make £100 a day doing that so that's pretty <gasps> pretty decent isn't it a day. yeah that is quite decent do three Especially, or four of those you'll be alright sketch comedy is quite difficult because obviously I was in a sketch group Vinegar Knickers yes and we had to it's difficult because when you do a gig unlike stand-up comedians you have to split the fee three ways and also it's a sketch <laughs> fee as well <laughs> yeah so often the fee will be a door split with split between 25 other people so it's not yeah 
it's uh, th- nothing more depressing. Like I remember, I was ch- chatting. Do you remember Wilson Dixon? He was, did a, a, a character, a sort of country and western character, and he was in a sketch act uh, with with two other guys. And he was chatting. We were at, a, at one of Alexis Dubis's nights, and he was saying, "Oh yeah, the reason I stopped is because it's really hard, you know, to split the money every time." And as he was talking, Alexis came up and paid us a fiver. <laughs> we were like, "A fiver between three of us? It's not. Re- <laughs> it's just not like you may as well just just keep it." Just keep the fiver. Just chuck it in the street. Six pounds? Yeah, at least six. Up it to six. Um, oh, that's hard. It is, it's, it's tough. It's tough. But um, but I love doing it. I mean, the good thing about it is, splitting money aside, you also get to... You don't get so lonely because you get to split all the travelling and, you know, yeah. you always... you you know, a lot of stand-up is quite lonely, sitting on and trains have you, and... have you found that since going into sort of solo performing? Well, I always did the them sketch. at the same time. Like, I started on the circuit as a stand-up before I started doing Pappy's stuff. And uh, I would always say, hey, you know, if, they, if I did well at a club, they'd say, come back. And I'd say, can I bring uh, the sketch team? And then we'd do oh, stuff lovely. there. But um, so, do you quite like the difference? Yeah, it's nice. I think if I was a, if I was a straight down the middle stand up all the time, I would find that pretty tough. Yeah, because I found it quite weird going from being in a sketch group with two other girls like all the time, like Edinburgh with them all the time, and now I'm just not because we we don't um, gig together anymore. Yeah, so we're in different corners of the world. Um, have you re- have you remained friends? Yes. So that's good. Because yeah. that's what, what you slightly lose when you work with a person is you lose them, not lose them as a friend, but uh, if you spent <laughs> if you spent you know a week in rehearsals trying to get your Edinburgh show together, yes. you don't very often go, hey, come Friday night, should we all go down the pub? Because you think, well, we've we've spent every waking hour, let's don't go and see someone else. See so it's actually yeah. quite nice when I go off and do stand up because it means oh, I I look forward to seeing Tom and Ben, you know, socially. And how, and how do you split your time in that way? Is there, if you had to, I know, I hate it when people ask me this between acting and stand-up, but if you had to pick one. <laughs> I will go where, I, I go wherever the money is. That's what I do now. I like, I, well, what, if people are asking me to do something, that's what I, that's pretty much what I do. I loved, I like, I wrote a solo show for last year, really enjoyed it. And I'm working on a new show for next year's Edinburgh Festival. Um, but it's, it's sort of, a, it's a half, it's, it's a combination of what, I'm being asked to do and what I feel inspired to do but we haven't written much new Pappy stuff recently we run nights now we sort of host nights with a live band we've basically we've basically turned ourselves into sort of wedding singers (laughs) (laughs) make a bit of money on the side yeah exactly much more lucrative than sketch comedy I love it. How does that work? Well, we we started hosting these uh, live nights in Brixton. We've now moved it to the Soho Theatre. It's called the Secret Dude Society. If anyone wants to come along, Kevin Eldon's our. Do you have to be a dude? Special. No, no. I, I think dude is gender non-specific. Okay. I call everybody dude. I don't think dude. You know. You know. Gender's a construct, isn't it? Um, so I think uh, I think dude. I'll I'll happily call. Um, you know. I'll, men, women, other, I'll call anyone, dude. <laughs> I um, recently wrote an article on gendered language for Standard Issue magazine. Did you really? You go. I didn't I, mention dude, though, so you're dude, right. Dude, I think I'll dude should off. be the, you know, you know the way that I've, I've got, I've had some friends recently who have come out as they, um, where they're neither, neither male nor female. Yeah. Uh, but they are not, um, they're not having any surgery or realignment surgery or anything like that. Um, but I think, yeah, dudes, because that's, that's the problem with the language. If you call a singular person they, that becomes quite a tricky thing to, you know, to, as a, as a former English teacher, yeah, to say they will be here later You'd correct on. Correct that in an essay, you mean, wouldn't no, you? He or she will be there yeah. later on. But exactly, language is changing. So let's move. Let's let's. I'm going to push now for dude to be okay. the non the non gendered oh. pronoun. So when can we see this at the Soho Theatre? Uh, Monday night. So that is the 25th. I think yeah, Monday the 25th. Kevin Eldon and Matt Ford are our guests, but we play. We sort of play with a live band. We play play songs um, in between. Do you, do you sing? We sing, yeah. <gasps> sort of silly versions of songs. So we occasionally like change the words a little bit. But sometimes we just no. We're just going to do. Seen Pappy sing. You have. You must have, have heard us sing in our gloves song. We've oh, every yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Every I wouldn't really call that singing though. But what, like, this interview in is the, over. No, no. I mean, you know, because it's like comedy singing. <laughs> yes, I. It's don't... like speaky singing. It's not like. Oh. That's singing. true. We don't we Do don't you? go operetta on it. No, no, we don't. Very. I, I haven't. I. Yeah, I don't know if you know, but I haven't got that range. I, I don't haven't. know. You look like I'm going to get a dark I'll, horse in the singing. I'll give it world. a go. 
Oh, look uh, at that. It was a bit more strangulated than yours. Hello, Soho Theatre Show I, I on Monday. So. We're moving from comedy into cabaret. <laughs> I think I could be the next Camilo Sullivan. Just do I dark covers. I love the glove of... song. I can't believe I forgot that. That's one we of never my forget faves. it. We've, I don't think we've done a gig in the last six years where we haven't performed <laughs> it at least once. Everyone's like, do the glove song. Um, so where can we see you next apart from this Soho Theatre you personally well you can you see me next well I'm off on tour over August with uh, Josh Widdicombe the very nice yeah it's going to be fun uh, he's uh, one of my dearest friends and uh, I've uh, I've been working with him for years but so this is the first time I've got to properly support him on like an extended tour it's lovely his audiences are really nice. Is it all you over the UK? Yeah, it's all it's all over the UK. Yeah, um, I mean, quite a lot of them are sold out, uh, and they haven't even announced my name yet. So uh, <laughs> imagine what it's going to do to tickets <laughs> once once they get once they hear it's a double bill after um, this podcast comes out. Absolutely, yeah, it's going to be through, through the roof. Add yeah. more venues. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm going on tour all the way through August. We start on the fourth and we end on the second uh, of September. Amazing. So all over the country. Go to joshwoodicum.com for more details. <laughs> I haven't even put it on. My, I, don't, I haven't even put it on my uh, Tumblr page yet. It. It's fine. I don't need to. It's the great thing. <laughs> yeah, he can do all the heavy lifting. It'd be lovely. I'm doing 20 minutes. He's doing an hour and a half. It's fine. It's an absolute dream job. Plus one. Let's get it started. Let's get this interview <laughs> off Woo! the ground. Let's kick it. So you get to interview me now. I'm very excited. It's Crosby plus one. Yeah. It's, uh, it's The I tables like to, have turned. I let, let my plus ones have a little go. Well, Not too much, just a little bit. No, okay. Let's, well, let's, <laughs> let's, um, well, in which case, let's get uh, personal straight away. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. How well do you sleep? Well, actually, at the moment, I'm not sleeping very well, and I wonder if it's down to the pescatarianism. Oh, really? Of aforementioned. So you think unless you've got uh, some, meat some meat in your in stomach, <laughs> you, can't, you can't sleep? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, st- I'm staying up later recently, though. Now, you've got a lot on your plate, obviously, because you're pre- prepping for an Edinburgh show. Do you think yes. that there's some sort of low-level anxiety creeping in? Do you think that? Yeah, definitely, probably, definitely. Have you had any of the classic pre-Edinburgh dreams? I haven't had any dreams, actually. I, but when I'm awake, I just worry that everyone <laughs> hates me. So your life is I'm a waking funny. dream, basically. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, having a no- I'm living a nightmare, and I'm dreaming, normally. How do you get over it when you, when you have those crises of confidence, when you think that you're work is not funny yes uh how do you how do you convince yourself that you're wrong well i had i had an incident on twitter when i did the brighton fringe let's talk about this where a man came to the show sure. and the show went so the show, show sold out in brighton which was lovely fantastic and um the audience were very seemed very nice and it obviously it was a work in progress and it said that in the show and a, and a man tweeted me saying that he came and he asked for a refund um, because I didn't tell any jokes. So then I replied... He was waiting for sort of knock-knock <laughs> jokes. Is that what he was after? Well, no, there are actually... I do quite cheesy puns during the show and there's like a running pun theme as right. well. And there's a bell and a member of the audience tings the bell every time I say a pun Great. about space. Oh, it sounds fun. I'm, I'm coming to see your show, without a doubt. <laughs> it's not just puns, but I love puns. I love puns as so, well. So I just said, well, actually, there are a lot of puns, which is a very traditional form of a joke. Absolutely. And then he said, jokes are meant to be funny. And then I said, my award says I'm funny. <laughs> Because <laughs> I won What the Frock Best Newcomer. And, um, and then he said, uh, Jimmy Savile was uh, knighted and Rolf Harris had an OBE. Sometimes they get awards wrong. Ooh. So after that, it did actually bother me more than it would normally bother I me. I think that should bother you because he's basically comparing you <laughs> to, to child molesters. But then other lovely audience members got involved who'd come to see the show and like were hara- and saying, you're awful, you've got no sense of humour, like in my defence, which is so lovely. Well, this is the, this is the it, problem, isn't it? Because comedy <laughs> is not... You, you, you can't say something is... I mean, if lots of people are laughing, then it is demonstrably funny. But at the well, same time, yeah. you could be the one person in a room full of laughter and not be laughing. And, and uh, you know, it is a show about science, and it, I'm learning with the audience. You know, I'm not a scientist, but I get that if you don't love, you know, or you're not interested remotely in science, then you're probably not going to be like, oh, love the show about science. Um, but the poster makes it fairly clear, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm in an astronaut got a helmet, space helmet on, and yeah, exactly. science on the show. Um, but but actually, so that to go back to your question, that did bother. 
bother me more than it normally would and the and the reason for that is because it was work in progress and yes. it's my first show and I hadn't really got that much feedback from it yet obviously people had come and I'd asked what they thought but I hadn't obviously had any outside reviews or anything no and and it does kind of make you go oh my god are there no jokes in the show I mean there are of course <laughs> a will. lot of jokes in the show um, but but the way I kind of dealt with that is I, I cried and then and then I had like an afternoon with myself and I went through the show and I was like do you know what I really like this show I'm really proud of it and and I felt like I needed that to be like people might not like this show but I really like it and I've really enjoyed writing it and it's been really tough and challenging but I, I'm proud of it and, and so poo to him absolutely poo to him I find that very upsetting when people feel um, I mean, if, if you'd said something offensive, if anything, he was the one who said something offensive. But if you'd said something offensive, you can understand him going, well, look, this is not the show I wanted. Can yeah. I have a refund? But I just didn't find it... F- I mean, does he do that after films? Also, or I didn't find his drama gripping enough. <laughs> can I please have <laughs> a refund? the director. Yeah. Also, like, it was work in progress. It wasn't a very expensive ticket. Um, but he worked at a radio station. And the radio station had interviewed me about my show. So what I did do is take screenshots of his tweets and sent them to his boss. Really? Through my PR. He was yeah. basically har- he was harassing you. And which he is sent not- me a written apology. Oh no! <laughs> like it's at school. You've got to send. <laughs> so then I got better as well. So that helped. It's a tiny little victory, <laughs> but it do- it does help. Yeah. How do you find? Like it's funny actually. The. Uh, Twitter has really changed the relationship between audiences and performers in a way that especially I was listening to an interview with a guy from Mad Men like a massive American TV show and he's like he has to turn his phone off when Mad Men is on because it's basically like the audience could just text him they can just send him messages yeah. about how they feel about it. And also, not necessarily about him, but about his character. Yes. Not even him. Doing mean stuff. Yeah. And you go, like, well, it's, 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 a, it's a TV show. But people are, people are... It's that problem, is that because we're all needy as performers. So sometimes if someone sends a nice message, you'll like it, or you'll send them a yeah. thank you very much back. I'll, I mean, I'll retweet it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was dancing <laughs> around. But um, do you... Do, do you get a lot of uh, do you get a lot of interaction with people who come and see your shows on Twitter? Yeah, I do actually, and I mean, I'm, I'm in a couple of shows that um, come out on the television later this year. So I'm in The Crown, which is on Netflix, and um, Sunny D, which is Dame Baptiste's new show. Oh, brilliant! BBC Three, and um, and it is kind of exciting, you know, when you're on stuff on the telly and people see it, and then they Facebook you, being like, oh "My God, you're in that thing." Um, but it is also scary because obviously, when it's a big show like The Crown, has had a lot of hype and it's got, yes. you know, Matt Smith and Claire Foy in it. A lot of people are going to be tweeting about it, and I'm very scared about my episode. Also, I look horrific, like in it. I can't tell you why, but I look <laughs> horrific. Okay, and I'm quite scared. I'm intrigued about now to see why you look so horrific. Um, but but yeah. It can also be lovely, like when I MC gigs and people tweet. And I got a tweet once saying, "If Carlsberg made MCs, oh, Samantha, ma- Samantha it, was, it wasn't from Carlsberg themselves. <laughs> no, I was like free beer. Yeah, come on, Carlsberg. <laughs> no, but that's very nice. One, one very quick last question. One very, very quick yes. last question. Okay, let's let's move it back to to sleep. Oh. Okay, because we yeah. started with sleep. Let's end with sleep. Good. How come if it's the middle of the day, it's four o'clock, it's boiling hot like it's been the last few days, all you want to do is sleep? But if it's the middle of the night, it's 4 a.m., it's boiling hot, the last thing you can do is sleep? Sunlight. Sunlight's the reason? Yeah. Go on. No, I'm going to go. Go on. <laughs> that's oh, that's... Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm afraid I've only got time to give you a one-word answer. The sun is bright and it makes your eyes tired. And your show's about science. Am I right just to check? Your show's about... <laughs> I haven't... I, I, I only research You've done space. space. You've only done nighttime science. Yeah. Not daytime Stars science. Stars make you sleepy. You don't know about clouds. You, that'll be the next show. No. Yeah, clouds. <laughs> Slightly lower in the atmosphere. <laughs> I've worked on that. Bane's plus one. Oh, you can hear the newsy music. And it means it's time for the news on Bane's plus one. Matthew Crosswick, can we have the headlines? Reverse jump. Pokemon catches cheating boyfriend. Volunteers needed to help cats. The swan upping season is upon us. And finally, no diamonds in the dirt. Those are the headlines. Thank you for your newsy voice. That's all right. Happy to do it. I've <laughs> immediately brilliant. lost it now, but uh, 
good. I like you back to normal. Yeah, like I, I'm not going to stick with the newsy character for the entire thing. <laughs> so these are the headlines. Okay. First of all, we've got reverse jump. So this is over the weekend, runners took advantage of our hot summer weather and they raced each other up the steep slopes of one of Germany's top ski jumps. So it's now in its second year. The Red Bull 400 event is held in the depths of the Black Forest. It's a 142-metre-high hock-first ski jump slope. Which part of your body is your hock? (laughs) (laughs) Stick it out first. Stick it out first, whichever Uh, (laughs) way. They won by a hock. (laughs) So it's very simple. Contestants race in small groups to climb, at some points, crawl it's so steep this slope and this year the men's race was won by Turkish runner, runner Ahmet Arlen who climbed the jump in 3 minutes and 40 seconds and the wow. women's race was won by another Turkish woman Jasmine Khan in 4 minutes and 41 seconds yes we can <laughs> yes we can Jasmine and uh, to date the longest ski jump recorded on the hill uh, was earlier this year at a distance of 148 metres high Wow, that's what. But here's. Would you f- run up a ski slope? Uh, I wouldn't even ski down a ski slope. <laughs> I went to the Altitude Festival a couple of years ago and I stayed on the practice slope for the entire time. I couldn't bring myself to. Uh, because it, it's one of those things where if you went off the edge of a ski slope and died, who's to blame but you? <laughs> right? I if you're standing on the ground, the chances of you suddenly falling to your death are pretty slim. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do it. What, what I wanted to ask about this news story, though, is. Yes. When did Red Bull suddenly get the monopoly on sporting events? Because if I'm drinking a Red Bull, I am so far away from doing a sporting event, it's not true. <laughs> if you drank you a Red wings. Bull then wrap a mountain, you'd have a heart attack immediately. It doesn't. Uh, what, why is that the case? Or you'd be fine. We're not blaming that on Red Bull in exactly. any way. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. But it gives you wings, so you fly up a ski slope. Is that the idea? That you, <laughs> I don't know. That, that was, those are the adverts from the, from the cinemas a few years back, but I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I, I drank some and I did not sprout wings and I was disappointed. No, it's just like having three coffees. I wanted to fly around. I'm, I'm not very good at skiing. I went skiing when I was at school and I hated it so much that I was originally in like, they put you in tiers of like how well you could ski. So right. I was originally in like group three and they downgraded me to group zero. They invented not a new even group. One. Yeah, group zero. <laughs> group zero. And in group zero, we just skied on flat surfaces. Like, I literally had to push myself because I wouldn't go because there's no slope. I voluntarily uh, put myself in Group Zero when I was uh, at the Altitude Festival. I tell you, one thing I did do is I accidentally skied onto one of those conveyor belts. So I sort of, like, took a turn on just what was effectively a flat slope and skied onto the conveyor belt and then started going halfway up the mountain on the... And people were shouting, like, get off, get off. I was like, I literally, I didn't get on here (laughs) deliberately. I've got no control over... I'm, like, I've been walking for years and I've been very happy with that. They're so scary, those things. I got on one of the seated ones. Oh, the seated ones that come up and grip you. Um, And, and... This, I mean, this is still makes me cringe to this day. At the end of the seated thing where you ski off, <laughs> I didn't stand up. Oh, no. I stayed squatted. No. And I skied off in a squat. <laughs> My teacher went, stand up. What are you doing? And I was just skiing off. And I caused like a <laughs> bottleneck of people trying to ski off because I was still squatting. Yeah. Did people think you sort of locked into that position? <laughs> I you just stayed uh... in the seat shape. <laughs> So embarrassing. Anyway, next news story. I'm crying remembering that moment. Um, Pokemon catches cheating boyfriend. Oh dear. This man in New York has been caught cheating on his girlfriend with the power of Pokemon Go. So obviously Pokemon Go, you go out around the place and you catch Pokemon. And Evan Schreiber, he was busy trying to catch Pokemon. Um, But his Pokemon hunt involved calling by to see his ex-girlfriend. And Evan's current girlfriend was notified by a Pokemon Go app mapping software that Evan had popped over to meet up with his ex-girlfriend where he caught a couple of Pokemon. And something else, I'd imagine. (laughs) That's what, that's the, is there any way you could steer that to being like, look... Yes, I went to my ex-girlfriend's house, but that nothing happened apart from my meta But there was a charmander there. And... Exactly, yeah. It was, I, you know, you <laughs> I know the... Ro- like, it's not you've got to catch some of them. You've got to catch them all. <laughs> and sometimes you've got to go to places you don't want to go, yeah. like your, ex, your ex's house. Exactly. I think, I think she needs mm. to be a little bit more trusting. I mean, 
I think he was cheating there. Yeah, he probably was, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Also, I don't know. I play Pokemon Go and I didn't know there was mapping software where you can tell where other people have caught Pokemon because that's useful information. Yeah, this is the rest of your week pretty much cleared now, isn't my it? My husband. <laughs> I'm going to know exactly <laughs> where he is. I've written my poem on that this week as well. Uh, volunteers needed to help cats. Oh, this is cute. So they're going to open a cat cafe in Manchester. We've got one in, in North London. Okay. I've been there. And they need volunteers to come and spend time with the cats to prepare them for the busy life at the cafe. So they posted on Facebook, they're searching for 30 people to come and help train the cats and give feedback on the cafe. It's their opening in Manchester in the Northern Quarter on the 30th of July. And it's set up by sisters Ellie and Sophie Close, who raise money through a crowdfunding campaign to set it up. Would you go and train a cat? How do you train a cat? I don't know. I know. I feel like training is quite a long, like a strong word. I think you just stroke it. Yeah, cats get them used to. You get them used to being people. around people. Yeah, that's fine. I'm happy because uh, the the jazz uh, bassist Charles Mingus claimed to have trained his cat to use a human toilet. Have you have you heard yes, about this? I know people who've done this. Where you slowly bring their litter tray closer and closer to the toilet, and then eventually you put it onto the toilet. And then you cut a hole, an increasingly larger hole in the centre of the litter tray until eventually they are learning to sit on a toilet and use a normal toilet. That's amazing. I mean, that's training, <laughs> but I don't think that's what they're after. <laughs> I, I have two cats and I'd love them to go in the toilet because cat litter trays are the worst. They're absolutely horrible. Didn't you pick dogs in the quick fire round? I picked dogs. I, well. I used to have a cat, but I, w- I would like to have a dog. My friend James has just bought a little puppy and Aww. adorable. But Although, dogs are for life. Dogs are for life. That's. It. I think that's... That's the problem, you know, with the lifestyle that we have of being, you know, going, doing gigs very late. It's not, it's not really fair on the dog, is it? No. It's not. Although, as long as you take them out for big walks during the day. Yes, that's true. And you're not gone for too long. Yeah. Although days when I'm out of the house all day and I've got a gig, I just feel terribly guilty. We need a dog cafe. A dog cafe, For you to... I mean, there's. I, I've got a friend who has a cat who has who also has a person who comes around and feeds the cat when he's, you know, doing acting jobs. And you mm. think, isn't it better just not have a cat? No, but it's you're so paying nice someone else to look after your cat. And they're like I by the door, true. and they're like. Meh. That's true. That was a very uncanny impersonation of a cat. I'm very good at cat impersonation. It's really good. Does your <laughs> does your cat mew before you get to the door? Like it knows it's you. No. Oh really? I don't think it knows. Well, it knows that it's... I'm coming in. Right. They're not very meowy cats. Right. It's Victorian Albert. Oh, nice names. Thanks. And Albert likes going outside. So, but we don't have a back door because we live in a flat. But we are ground floor. Right. So he sits. So we let him out the window. But he sits at the window and he goes. He sort of sizes up whether or not he wants to jump out and face and the world. And if it's raining, he meows at me like it's my fault. <laughs> Why, Why have you, you done this? this Why have you done? Well, guy? he sees he sees you as a sort of godlike figure. <laughs> that's in nice, control isn't of the it? elements. Yeah, that's no, one fair enough. One little cat to see me as a god. Uh, swan upping season is upon us. This is a small team get on six rowing boats. They float up the River Thames over five days, counting, measuring, and checking swans. And you call that upping? Apparently, I upping thought swan. when I first read this, I thought it was people tipping up the swan like you know they do to cows like, cla- like cow tipping yeah <laughs> so you flip them over and you, set, you yeah, expose their tiny little that. legs to the elements <laughs> it's not that um, this is a yearly tradition which happens each July and it's the only lasting example of the queen exercising her right as lord of the swans <laughs> lord of, I thought that was <laughs> Michael Flatley wasn't it it's of the swans but I like lord of the swans lord of the swans I, I am lord of the swans swan says he, he. Um, I hope she is in one of those boats because if she's just delegating, going, off you go, everyone, you'll go and look count my swans, she should be out there. With a measuring tape. She should be out there with a measuring tape and an outboard boater. She's got to get... I, I don't... Otherwise... In a gilet. Exactly. I mean, you know, she likes, she likes a flotilla. She loves it. She could get involved. I think, you know, the Queen hasn't got that many duties anymore, really. She's got. She has to go to loads of state visits and like That's, sign things. Oh, what free holidays? Meet. Oh, boohoo! Get out there and count your swans, mate. No, she's got to like meet loads of heads of state who are That's incredibly exciting. boring. No, they're Talk not. Talk to the new prime minister. You'd like to meet, you know, Banky Moon or someone like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Love thrill. She must have some. She must have an incredible Instagram account for all the selfies she can get from all the, you know. That'd be great. She did her first tweet a couple of years ago, didn't she? 
did she do another one after it <laughs> was it like all old people how does this work yeah probably just signed up to twitter how does this work and then nothing then she's like i'd like to try periscope facebook <laughs> live um no diamonds in the dirt this is six borrowing thieves have been jailed after being caught in the sewers under the italian city of naples the unsuccessful thieves were caught by special underwater police agents how cool is that? That is a fantastic job title. Special underwater police agent as they attempted to burrow out of the city's sewer system and up into luxury jewellery shops. The gang had planned to steal over 300,000 euros worth of jewellery after slipping down manhole covers in the Spanish Quarter and then going through the system to visit, uh, like the, the sewer system to position Ooh. themselves under the luxury shops. But they were foiled by the uh, <laughs> underwater police agents. The underwater police agents. Special underwater police agents. So Would you like to be so one of those? S U P A. A. The super. super. Oh, we've got to we've got to do a crime procedural <laughs> TV show. This could arrive. This could be the new CSI franchise. The super. S U P A. Are you in? Great. We've got I'm to write so it. So in. Let's we've do it. We've got to do it. Can I be? Um... <laughs> but you. Do they just do the sewers though? Well, so any, do think anything they do underwater, any they've got to do the sea as well. But that's not really underwater, it's just under Well, it's under poo. something else, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's pooper. It's a very different uh, organisation. No, th- Maybe they- that could be a branch off super, <laughs> and they're like, all the super guys are like, oh, uh, pooper. Not pooper, they're like the community support officers. <laughs> yeah. We don't really treat them as the real thing. And there's like a rivalry. And then they have a wrap off. Do you think there are people who are just? I mean, maybe they could help with the with the swan counting as well. This is what yeah. we should be doing, really. Mm. With the, the queen, two, having the two teams working together. One of us once is missing. I think the episodes write themselves. <laughs> We've got to do it. And Pooper are just in the sewers looking for it, and the queen's like, "Where's Super? I need my swan." <laughs> and then, can I play the queen in a gilet? I think you can, because <laughs> the queen sounds a bit like a cat anyway. So you can just do your cat impression. <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't encourage the swans, would it? No, if any. Well, no, I think swans are fearless. A swan versus a cat in a fight, swans winning. Do you think? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. They are quite vicious. They're really vicious. They can break break your arm, can't they? Shane's plus one poem of the week. It is time for Poem of the Week on Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and my special plus one, Matthew Crosby. Now, you've written a poem, haven't you? I have written a poem. I'm very excited. I love it's it. It's sort of, guests. well, I mean, poem is a strong word <laughs> for what this is. Collection of words. It's a collection of words uh, that have, you know, that sort, that sort of tell a story. Excellent. Do you want to go first? Yes. Uh, it's called uh, Dressing for the Weather. Day one thick grey trousers, plaid shirt. Sweat in places you didn't know could sweat. The knees, the ankles, the whole of the back. Day two. I'm no fool. But t-shirt and shorts present a new quandary. Socks. Do I wear socks? And do I pack a jumper just in case? Day three. As day two. New t-shirt, obviously I'm not a monster. And new conversations. I was out in the garden at Gone 10 and it was still t-shirt weather. Some people have really embraced the season. Shirts off on the bus. 354. Brave. And never the ones you want to see with their shirts off. Day 4. Wake up. Get dressed. Shorts. T-shirt. Step out. Hang on. What's this? 16 degrees. I guess the seasons, much like fashion, move just that bit too fast and leave even those who follow them with a fanatic's interest inappropriately dressed and droning on to anyone who'll listen about the good old days. So that was uh, that was the the problem of thank you, the problem of getting dressed uh, in this heatwave. Big problems. Tricky. How were the people with their tops off? How are their nipples? Oh, big, big <laughs> as you like. <laughs> we're still doing a Twitter poll on nipples on Twitter. They were like they were like a tax disc. If you can remember those from wow, the good old yeah. days, yeah. That's oh big. my goodness, yeah. And black. <laughs> well, with a stamp saying yeah, the date. The date, yeah, the date from about three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it was a best before date, actually. I oh. think. Yeah, you're out. You need to tax those nipples again. If you'd like to join in our nipple poll, head over to Twitter at Samantha Baines, B A I N E S, at Hoxton Radio, and at Matthew Crosby. There we go. Um, so I've written my poem this week about the uh, the Pokemon cheating man. Okay, <laughs> it's wait. called Pokemon 
Go cheat. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Evan thought he was playing an innocent game of Pokemon Go. Oh no, Evan. Really? Just no. Following the latest gaming trend, he popped round to see his ex-girlfriend. He caught some Pokemon while he, whilst he was there. It's worse than finding a stray hair or a smell of perfume that isn't yours. Who knew catching Pokemon could start wars? His current girlfriend got a notification via the app. It told her exactly where to find her chap. And he wasn't just there to catch a Squirtle. Or maybe he was. He's young and fertile. Cheating via an app is an idiot action I disapprove, and no idiot action is not a Pokemon battle move. The catch em all slogan applies to your Pokedex, not to women, and definitely not to your ex. Oh, very there nice. Very nice. I love a rhyming poem. I mean, Squirtle and Fertile. <laughs> very, very. Fertile. Fertile and Squirtle. <laughs> I love that. was very impressive. You see, that was it. I, I, I decided to eschew the rhyme very early on. Yeah. Uh, I actually Googled things that rhyme with squirtle but on the rhyming websites it wasn't on no there. no no it's, it's far too current a word <laughs> they haven't updated it with they pokemon up- now what i mean what rhymes with pikachu <laughs> pikachu you look at look at you flu yeah i mean if you're Q. just gonna do the last bit yeah that's the great the easiest bit. squirtle and fertile is great because it's but <laughs> it's, it's 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 the double rhyme it's both syllables very strong word although you wouldn't say oh, that you're very fertile you, you wouldn't say, wouldn't say you're very fertile either, would you? To, <laughs> well, maybe. If you see somebody's pregnant, oh, you, you're very fertile. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll t- this this fits in with our theme. We were. I was at the Soho Theatre with my friend Max from Max and the Band, the sketch team. Yes. Very funny up at Edinburgh this year. Go and see them. And uh, Bryony Lavery was there, uh, the brilliant, brilliant performer who was very heavily pregnant, and um, she was trying to find a place to sit. And for some reason, Max forgot, like, he sort of put these two pieces of information, her pregnancy and her trying to look for a place to sit, and said, um, oh, yes, I see you're pregnant. And what she thought he said next was boobs galore. But what he said was booths galore, like lots of booths to sit in. Oh. But apparently, to her, she, he just walked up and gone, oh, so you're pregnant? Boobs galore? She was like, what? That is an extremely offensive thing to say to a pregnant woman. And he's like, no, there's loads of booths. Oh, yeah. And actually, my boobs do look quite nice, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Wow. So, yeah. I think you're very fertile. It's a lovely compliment. It should be like, bless you, when someone sneezes. It should be the new bless you, shouldn't it? Why? Well, just is a nice thing to say. Oh, not when people sneeze. No, no, no. But like, <laughs> when it go, achoo, you're no, very fertile. No, no, no. It should be the, like, you know, in the way that that comes from the plague, this should be a new thing. If you see a pregnant woman go, oh, you're very fertile. Yeah. It's, well, it's, in this day and age, lots of people aren't, so it is a good thing. It's a great thing to be fertile. Lots of people struggle with Absolutely. fertility. Absolutely. IVF, uh, IVF is on the rise. Yeah. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> on that note, uh, should we go to a song? I think probably we should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baines Plus One. Oh, it's Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and the brilliant Matthew Crosby. Thank you so much. It's been excellent. It's been a pleasure being here. I've really enjoyed myself. We've had lovely it's chats. nice to come in out of the heat. <laughs> It's a bit warmer it's, now, isn't it's it? It's tempered now, yeah. It's it's much nicer. It's much more clement. I've, I can, I've taken my big Aaron sweater off. <laughs> we started the show basically in the Arctic. It was freezing. It was absolutely freezing. Do you feel now, sleepy now? It's hot. Oh, good question. I mean, I do feel a little bit sleepy. Yeah, I could I could fall asleep. See, we need to blast How much longer have we got? 10 minutes? On. I can, yeah, I can do 10 minutes, I reckon. <laughs> Stay awake. Before I fall asleep on you. <laughs> So, we haven't had a chat about your brilliant podcast. That's right, we haven't. Let's do that now. Okay. Let's have a chat. Because um, you've got two. Got two podcasts. Greedy. It's a little greedy, isn't it? <laughs> they're, they're quite different. Like the, the one we do is a sort of panel show called Flat Share Slam Down, and we record that in front of a live audience, and we have uh, lovely special guests doing it. Um, I mean, I haven't been asked. Well, this is exactly this is the elephant in the room. Um, you have to come and do it. <laughs> You have to say that. I I do now. I've said this before. This is why I get people to come on my show. I just force them to. It's very much a back scratching situation, isn't it? (laughs) Um, But yeah, you will. You have to come. It'll be be fun to have you. Uh, We uh, yes, we we basically play silly games. The idea is it's set in our front room. I'm the landlord. Tom and Ben from Pappies are the tenants, and each week they're trying to avoid doing a household chore by playing sort of silly games. So how did you get the role of landlord? I guess because I'm sort of the most officious you? one. And also, I'm the only one who actually... Uh, I, I, I do own my own house. So that's it. That <laughs> was, was that the requirement? No, no. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess if, out of the three of us, I'm the one who seems like they would be a landlord. 
Do you think? Yeah, you think, I mean, you're kind of the sensible one. Sort of the sensible one. Yeah. If there was a sensible. Yeah, one. that's it. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not that sensible, but I'm the most, you know, most sensible out <laughs> guys, of the terrible I'm still company. Guys, really fun. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> we can listen to some Steely Dan. Let's enjoy ourselves. Um, but yeah, so we, so that's that's been really really good. We've had some we've had some great guests on. Uh, Tell us a few of your brilliant guests. Well, last night we had uh, we had Brett Goldstein. Do you know Brett? Yes, from lovely. Super Bob the movie. Uh, and uh, Bella Younger, who is deliciously stellar on Instagram, which is yes. a very funny Instagram uh, account. We've had uh, Liam Williams, uh, the double If Dot Comedy Award nominated uh, comedian. Uh, who else we had? Uh, John Robbins, Nish Kumar, loads of good Amazing people. Amazing people. All good people, yeah. And you can get those from uh comedy.co.uk the british comedy guide hosts it and they oh, also great. in fact go, they've got some amazing podcasts some really really good ones they've also it on itunes as well it's on itunes yeah. yeah anywhere you can get podcasts you can find it it's on soundcloud you know all the all the Download kind of places it. yeah and what's the other one the other one is bangers and mash and that is a it's the three of us sitting in clarky's front room having a chat and the idea is we have a chat and then we listen back to the chat and write sketches based on things we've talked about and sort of drop them back oh, in okay so it's like scripted improv because that's an improv game isn't it that you all you go down the line and you all talk about something and then you improv on it yeah sort of so we, so we chat for about half an hour or 40 minutes and then anything that we think we could turn into a sketch we then write the sketches and record them and sort of drop them in throughout the conversation that's amazing yeah it's really good it's a really really fun uh, really fun podcast and it's uh, yeah it's 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 great to do I love podcasts it's so easy to get your stuff out there just mean you know if you go to Edinburgh you might perform to a thousand people over the course of a month but um, you know you you can reach 30,000 40,000 50,000 people with one podcast so it's uh, I mean if it's really really good if it goes down well yeah it goes (laughs) that's right I mean you could could, you could also yeah Hello to the three listeners today. <laughs> We're very happy to have you. No, we've got listeners across the globe. It's amazing. Do you have those stats where you can see where people have listened to your podcast? Yeah. You, it's you so think cool. who's the one person listening in Vatican City? <laughs> what are they up to? The Pope. The Pope listens. listens. The Pope's a fan. It could be. I don't think the Pope listens to this show. The Pope's a huge fan of Hoxton I'm Radio. I'm Roman Catholic. I was raised Roman Catholic Were as well. You? This should be an ideal. He'd love this show. He would love it. Do you know the Pope, by the way, has an uh, uh, electronica album? Yes, we it's played ama- it. Have you on played the it? Show. Oh my we god! Played one of the songs. I love it. It's intense. Though. Finally, music that both my mum and I can enjoy. It's great. But then during it, he does like sermons, so it's like yeah, crazy I don't, I think, rock music. I think the bit that he's doing is the talking, rather than uh, he's not on the desk. I don't think he. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not got the three hundred three out. He's not. Uh, <laughs> I reaching think that'd a be state awesome. consciousness. I might DJ dressed as the Pope in the future. Oh my god, papal DJ. <laughs> So really good. We've had so many good ideas. I know. We've had Super, so Pooper, Papal DJ. Oh my god! We could combine them all because Pooper could be in the sewers under Vatican City. That's right. And people could be trying to break into. There's like an illegal rave concert. happening under the sewers that, yeah. the, that the Pope is DJing at. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's upsetting all the swans. So the Queen's furious. <laughs> I think. I mean, this. You know, there's a great cross pollination here. I'm taking off my gilet. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I love it. I think this is perfect. It's really worked. <laughs> um, so, obviously, you write material for live, you write material for podcasts yes. and radio, and you write material for TV, because yeah. you guys have had your own TV show. How does it differ? Does it differ? How do you go about writing for the... I think, I mean, it's like any anything, you always just try and write what you think will make you laugh. I think if you try and second guess, especially that's the good thing about podcasts is because the audience is finding you rather than on telly where mm. the audience is already there. Um, you just try and write the thing that you would want to hear or see and then that's the way you make good stuff, I think. Do you feel like you have to tailor it for the medium? Because um, there's certain things you can't do, like on a podcast that you can do on TV. Um it's almost the other way around like the, you know with, with the exception of uh, last night when we were, we were recording a podcast last night we said some very libelous stuff about <laughs> Philip Schofield that may oh, or I may not Philip. make well this is so. it we thought if you're going to be rude about anyone and no one doesn't like Philip Schofield yeah um 
I saw him, by the way, I saw him walking down the stairs at ITV the other day. I was in there for the right, right on the show called The Last Leg for Channel 4, which films at ITV. And he was coming down the stairs, and I did that thing that he must get, I would say, 50 times a day, where someone goes, Hello, mate. Oh, I don't know you. You're Philip Schofield. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's just he's such a familiar face because I grew up watching him in, you know, in the broom cupboard. On I saw CBBC. him in Joseph in the technical machine. I saw him in Joseph. That first line when he sings the first, it was like stars in their eyes because no one knew if he was going to be a good singer. <laughs> he sang that did first. Did everyone clap? That first time, oh, yeah. everyone applauded. Oh, actually, he's, he's, he's done well there. He's done well. <laughs> I wrote an article for the Huffington Post about dancing on ice, but I changed. I was like, because it's over, but we should do spin-off shows with different elements. Yes. Like dancing on fire, dancing on wind. And I wrote a silly article and I tweeted at him and he read it and he replied. Really? <laughs> How oh, nice He's a that? good bloke. Isn't he? Whereas Brian Cox. No. I wrote a poem about him and the Huffington Post published it. Why? They've not published a poem before or since. And I tweeted at him six times. This does feature in my Libra show and he didn't reply or favourite any of them. So I've written a show about him. Does he definitely, does he definitely like maintain his own Twitter? I don't know if he, well, I think he does. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? But you'd think he'd You couldn't imagine he's so him. showy that he can't, he's not Taylor Swift, is he, Brian Cox? <laughs> Can't imagine he's so showy. He doesn't look after his own Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. He's I mean, a busy he's, man. He's amazing. Everyone loves but, Brian Cox, um, but uh, I've written a show about him, so now he can't not, escape. Could you not get to him via Robin Ince? Well, I'm trying. I that. think Robin yeah. is a definitely more we're gettable chatting, guy. We're chatting. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I love that we're just planning my revenge on planning the radio. Your revenge on Cox, yeah. um, Now, so where can we come and see you? We can see your Soho Theatre show. Yes, uh, if you go to the Soho Theatre website, the next show is on Monday. It's the Secret Dude Society. And then we've got shows in September all the way up to a Christmas special. And we can find you on the internet, matthewcrosby.tumblr.com. Yes, .tumblr. I haven't even, haven't even bothered to fork out for an expensive Squarespace I website. Mean, come on. Just, There's so many discounts in podcasts. I know. I could <laughs> I could one. pretty much have a free website, but I just can't be bothered. <laughs> I've got um, a Tumblr. I've got a Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. I'll probably add you as a friend. Lovely. Pretty indiscriminate. Oh, what, me or the people? No, not you. I mean, I was talking to the listener can at I this Can I be stage. your friend? Are we, are we not already friends on Facebook? Maybe. Let's make it happen. Let's make it definitely happen, yeah. <laughs> Matthew Crosby, thank you very much. Thank you, Samantha Baines. Cheers. Yay! Um, I'll be back next week, 12 till 2, with another fabulous guest from the world of comedy. And then, of course, I'm off for the whole of August because I'm going to Edinburgh Fringe. Oh. Um, please do come and see my show if you're going to be up in Edinburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S. Baines Plus One. Thank you for listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. You can follow me on Twitter at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S. And don't forget to tell all your friends about the podcast and give us a cheeky five-star review and hit subscribe.